So we've already had a couple of Miami Hurricanes parents on Twitter complaining about their kids not getting enough playing time. And now, reportedly, somebody walks out on practice. Come on, man. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So the Hurricanes are just a couple days away from facing the Clemson Tigers in Clemson, 19.5-point underdogs. Uh, You'd like to have distraction-free practices this week, right? Especially coming off a nice win, build that momentum. Well, it's being widely reported now uh, that in Wednesday's practice, running back Thad Franklin reportedly walked out of practice on Wednesday. I obviously can't speak for him. And I certainly cannot tell his side of the story and everything that's going on, okay? Um, I can understand that the frustration he must feeling, the the frustration that must come with not getting playing time consistently, sliding farther and farther down the depth chart. There are reports that with Don Chaney being back healthy and apparently looking very good in practice, that was something that Jalen Knighton talked about yesterday, that he looks like Don. Like, he looks like the same Don pre-injury uh the Cheney has already been elevated above Franklin on the depth chart and he's clearly frustrated by that I don't know what else is going on but I can tell you that players walking out of a practice or you know in the past and this is not a Franklin thing these were other players parents complaining about players playing time on social media all of this stuff guys walking out of practice social media complaints This is the exact sort of behavior that Mario Cristobal is trying to weed out of this program. He's trying to get rid of this. He's trying to get rid of this sort of diva mentality. Anybody with a sense of entitlement can take that to another university as far as I'm concerned. And as far as Mario's concerned, because Mario had that comment yesterday that like, as he was asked about the parents on social media thing, he's like, Any parent is welcome to come and pick up their child and take them out of here. They can take their ball and go home like that. that, That's the attitude he has. He's trying to weed this out. He's trying to weed that out of the culture here at the University of Miami. We need competitors. We need fighters. We don't need divas. And of course, knowing what I know about Coach Cristobal, he's probably been turning up the heat even higher in recent weeks because late in the season now. You're trying to figure out who's truly in and who's not, right? Because you want to figure out, and you want these players to figure out for themselves who wants to be here and who doesn't. And I'll tell you, man, on the flip side of it, someone who has impressed the hell out of me in recent weeks, Jalen Knighton, the rooster. The guy is a fighter. He is a competitor. You want to talk about fighting through adversity this year? When adversity struck with Jalen Knight, and he didn't take his ball and go home. I didn't see his parents complaining on social media. He kept working hard to create a new opportunity for himself. This is a guy who was riding high on momentum because he ran the ball so well second half of last year. 
Uh, he he loses his starting spot, or at least didn't have a starting spot, because Henry Parrish became the number one guy over Knighton. And then Knighton has those fumbling problems. Eventually, he gets benched completely. He didn't whine and quit the team. He kept working and then just had the best game any Miami running back has had all season. And if you've been paying attention to what Knighton has been saying, all the interviews that he's done over the last four days, um, he sounds so confident on himself. He sounds pretty confident in Miami uh, and what Miami's building and the way he worked through that adversity. So I love it. Like, I, I can't even guarantee you that Knighton's going to be back next year because I don't know who's hitting the portal and who's not. I don't know that for sure. I mean, we know Frierson's in the portal. We talked about that yesterday. But I'll tell you, man, what, and I hope he stays. But whether Rooster stays or goes, I am so satisfied with what he's been doing these last three weeks to work his way back through adversity. That's the mentality we need from every player on this roster. If you're not playing, if you think the coaches are being unfair to you, Show them on the field, prove them wrong on the practice field, and then ultimately in the games. That's exactly what what uh, what Jalen Knighton did. Um, we're going to be talking a lot of uh, recruiting today. We we have guys. We're so loaded today. We're actually going to have a second episode of Locked On Canes later today. We're going to do a full recruiting episode with John Garcia Jr. from Sports Illustrated because you know what we have coming up on today's episode. I had the chance to sit down with a couple former great Canes, uh, Kelvin Harris. Three-time national champion, former Mario Cristobal teammate, played center at the U late 80s into the early 90s. I'm going to get Kelvin's take because, guys, I've been following Kelvin for a long time. But the reason why I was inspired to have Kelvin Harris on today and this week is he has been adamant on social media that Miami's going to beat Clemson this Saturday. He might be the only person predicting that. <laughs> But, Kelvin, I, I, I'm going to put him on the spot. Kelvin, why have you been tweeting all week that Miami's going to beat Clemson? He's going to explain it to us in the simplest possible terms, why Miami's going to get the dub. And, of course, you talk about a guy who knows what a championship culture should look like, and he's very tight with Mario, which is always nice because he, he's got Mario's ear, does Kelvin. We're going to talk with Kelvin about the culture about you know parents tweeting, about players allegedly walking out of practice and everything that comes with that. So you want to stay tuned for that. You know who else we're going to talk to today? I had a chance to talk uh, on, uh, I was filling in for the Hawk and Crowder show yesterday on Odyssey on 560 WQAM, and I interviewed Edger and James. And so I'm going to play for you guys what Edge had to say about Miami, about the culture at Miami, and Edger and James is very close with Malik Bryant and Malik Bryant's family, the four-star linebacker verbal commit out of Orlando. I'm going to ask Edge what Malik Bryan is going to bring to the table here when he arrives at the U. Uh, so in a bit of recruiting news, okay, this is big. It came down last night, Wednesday night. Mark Fletcher decommits from Ohio State, four-star running back out of American Heritage, six foot one, 225. I think Fletcher is the real deal. Miami's been working on this one for a long time. We told you on this show about two months ago that Miami was actively trying to flip Fletcher and Brandon Ennis, five-star wide receiver, from their Ohio State commitments. Now, Fletcher is decommitted. Being real here, though, I wish I had some better news for you guys right now. Most of the signs are pointing Fletcher to the University of Florida. Ugh. So here's the latest. Mark Fletcher... 
He visited the Gator last weekend, and it was a long visit, productive visit, and reportedly he had a very long and productive meeting with their running backs coach. And then a couple days after that visit, he decommits from OSU. So the, the, the timeline, all the smoke is pointing to Florida. Uh, one source, in fact, in Gainesville who covers Gator recruiting told me that they expect him to commit to Florida by the weekend. Now, the same source did tell me Cormani McLean was 100% to Florida, so you can never say for sure. Um, I can tell you from the Miami side that the Hurricanes are still working on this one hard. That's what everybody tells me, right? Because I, I talk to people who cover Gator recruiting. I, of course, talk to people who uh, have inside notes on Kane's recruiting. Miami is working in on this one. Miami is not surrendering on Mark Fletcher. His most recent visit was to Florida, but he was in Miami the weekend of the Florida State game. So he's visited Miami as well. Miami's the backyard school for him. The Hurricanes believe they're in the race. To me, it's really good news that when he announced his decommitment from OSU, it wasn't an immediate flip the way that Jaden Rashada did it, for example. Like he he didn't announce, hey, I'm flipping from OSU to Florida. He announced he's decommitting and opening up his recruitment. So if he takes his time, if he takes his time, time is on our side. The longer this goes, the more time it gives Mario to get into this battle. But if he does end up announcing in a matter of days, it'll probably be for Florida because they've got the momentum right now. And, of course, with Fletcher, who we're going to talk about in our second episode today with John Garcia Jr., um, I covet this player, and the Hurricanes are in pretty desperate need of a running back, if not multiple running backs, in this class of 2023. They don't have any committed right now. Uh, I think I think they're going to end up getting a running back in this class, even if it's not Fletcher. I hope it is. That's the guy that I want. And I also think they're going to work the transfer portal for running backs as well. Because remember, you're more than likely going to lose Thad Franklin in the portal. Uh, you know, there could be others. I, I'm not sure about Knighton. You never know. Chaney. Like, you don't know who's going to stay and who's going to go. So you're going to need to bring in multiple running backs, combination of recruiting and the transfer portal. So, We'll talk more about Mark Fletcher a little bit later on today, but the four-star American Heritage running back has decommitted from Ohio State. Florida, believed to be the favorite, but the Miami Hurricanes are in the mix. We're going to talk with Kelvin Harris. He'll explain why he's picking Miami to beat the Clemson Tigers. But first, we are going to talk about Nugenics. Oh, my friends, I'm getting older, and I'm trying to fight off that dad bod. I don't always have time to work out. I do when I can, but I want that energy and I want that body I once have. I discovered Nugenics and I feel revived. And now I'm working out the way that I used to. If you're feeling like you just can't get in shape, it's not your fault because as men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone or the man hormone happens to every man and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and, and be energetic and active. Do you remember when winning felt easy? We want to bring that feeling back with the man hormone. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better as results in the gym, uh, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. 
While every product professes quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. And Nugenics's formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast, absolutely free, when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages, consent not required to purchase, message and data rates may apply. Get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. It is an absolute pleasure here to be joined by a three-time national champion, former Miami Hurricane Center, Kelvin Harris is with us. Kelvin, thank you so much for the time. How are you? Oh, um, I'm great. I can't complain. How's it going for you? Oh, doing so well. It's so great to have you. Now, uh, I'm a big fan of yours, and and you're a great follow on Twitter. So everyone, make sure you follow him at Ebony Lifestyles. And you know, the reason why I was inspired to reach out to you to come on the show this week was uh, you tweeted something out a couple days ago. Uh, I will say again, hashtag we beating Clemson. So you tell me the secret, Kelvin. How's that going to happen this weekend? Um. Well, we can't turn the ball over. If we don't turn the ball over uh, and we don't blow coverages in the secondary, it's uh, it's a toss-up game. Um, they're not they're not overly explosive. Their offensive line isn't dominating. Their secondary is so-so. Their front seven is good, but I don't think they have more talent than us. Wow. And so what do you make of the talent situation? Because I thought like, okay, this past weekend at Georgia Tech, and, and I know it, it's Georgia Tech, it's not a powerhouse opponent, but I thought finally Miami played a clean game, um, yeah. you know, because they, they, they were solid for four quarters. We haven't seen that for four consecutive quarters all year. And we actually started to see Miami's talent step up, right? Because when you see a guy like Cam Kitchens get three interceptions, that's what great players at the U used to do. When you see um, Jalen Knighton picking up big yards and running the way he did, like we finally saw some players and, and, and Jakari Brown having the game he did at quarterback. We finally saw the talent standing out. Yeah, you know, um, I was a little nervous about how they were going to um, – come out and play against Georgia Tech, how they were going to respond to that sexual assault that was the Florida State game. And I'm, I was just – I was happy and proud, you know, that they did show up. And I think this Curry Brown kid is only going to get better the more he plays. Um, but they're really confident. The staff is confident and the players are confident they can beat Clemson. And this is not – 2015-2016 Clemson. This Clemson team has got a lot of flaws. But the one thing they do have is they have a history of winning and that's what they fall back on. Winning. But they're not overly talented. Um, quarterback's erratic. They got a fake kiss, Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Um, they don't have any explosive wide receivers. Offensive line is eh. 
Defensive line is really good. Linebackers are good, but they're not physical. And the secondary is average. I mean, so it's like, hey, we don't turn the ball over, and we make a couple of big plays, and we play solid on defense. I don't see why we can't win this game. Uh, I'd, I'd love your take uh, on Miami's offensive line, being a former O-lineman yourself. They, they've had to deal with a lot of injuries, but I, I thought that they, yeah. they, finally, they finally showed some unity and continuity last week. Like, Can they hold up against that front seven? Well, the guy I think that's going to have the spotlight on him is uh, Big Baby Seymour because um, Jalen Rivers, in my opinion, is a first, future first-round pick. And when he went down, it's a big difference. I mean, Big Baby has been – uh, lauded for a while, ever since he was in seventh, eighth grade. And he had a real good spring, had a real good fall camp. But this is, uh, you know, this is a whole nother ball game because Breezy and Tyler Davis are probably the best defensive tackle combo in the country. And um, it's going to be interesting. Be interesting um, to see how he holds up. If he holds up, I think we got a legit shot to um, – to win the game. I love to hear that. Kelvin Harris, three-time national champion, former Miami Hurricane, is with us here on Locked on Canes. Uh, it's It's been a difficult season, Kelvin, and I know that uh, I, I know it wears on all of us, all right? <laughs> it, it, it wears on all of us, and we all, we all react uh, in different ways. Um, w- w- what are your big takeaways here, year one under Cristobal? Are, are you still – trusting the process how do you feel how do you feel things are going big picture yeah we're gonna be all right it's just like any other you know change of regimes you you know there's gonna be some malcontents who feel like you know are loyal to the last staff last regime and then they either you know uh assimilate into the new structure or they they get kicked out and you're kind of seeing that right now you're seeing guys who don't believe in the uh, the system. They're transferring, or they're either being told to see the door. And I'm gonna say this: after the season, there's gonna be some guys that are they're gonna be like, "Hey, you gotta go," because he has uh, up to a year to dismiss players without any cause uh, as a new coach. So you're gonna see a lot of roster turnover. Um, and to be honest with you, you got a lot. There's quite a few guys of these last two three weeks that are playing for the scholarship. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but they're playing for the scholarship. Yeah, and, and it's probably, like, honestly, um, I, I look at it as a, as a positive because I, I think I think roster turnover is a good thing, uh, you know, because everyone's trying to judge Cristobal on year one, and I, I've been one of the people to say it, that I'm, I'm not really going to judge him until – He's got his guys in there. And and if if that takes, you know, potentially 30, 40 roster spots that come open between portal guys and, you know, guys who are running out of eligibility and, and you bring in, they're, they're going to bring in more than 20 in the recruiting class coming up. And it wouldn't surprise oh, me yeah. if they bring in 15, 20 transfer portal guys. So I think it's a good thing. Like get, get your guys in there, get the guys who want to be here because of you and, and you can build that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, the guys who are not his guys, they got to make a decision and they got to make it quick. You know, the ones that haven't already made a decision, either I'm down with the program or I'm going to go ahead and go somewhere else because um, it's going to come fast. I mean, after this pit game, 
it's going to be, you know, probably the next day it's going to be some meetings and, hey, look, thanks, but no thanks. Or, hey, come on back. Let's uh, let's turn this thing around, yeah. you know. Well, you can probably tell us better than most what Cristobal is like because you played with him, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, we played together in Miami. Yeah. And we also played together in the World League for two years. So, <laughs> right. I forgot about that. So you know yeah. him better than almost anybody. Yeah, I still remember when he took the uh, FIU job. Um, we had some interesting conversations about that. Um, yeah. And I've had some you know, pretty interesting conversations with him since he's been back. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, he's focused on he wants it. He wants it to be like how it was when we were there. So we'll see. Yeah. You know. Well, and, and it's such it's such different times now, Kelvin, because like, you know, when, oh, when yeah. you guys when you guys were at Miami together, there was no Twitter for anybody's, you know, parents to complain about playing time on, uh, which is a whole which is a whole thing. And and obviously, like a no no coach wants that. And and no parent should be doing that because you're not helping your child by like I, no. I don't know what I don't know what they think the upside is by doing that. It can only make things worse, not better. No, I totally agree. And then, you know, with the way the situation is now, they may tell a kid to kick rocks and going back to Mississippi. And then what? Now you got to find another place to go. And, you know, he, you know, the father was, you know, he, he liked Miami, but he wanted, he wanted Alabama too. Well, that's not going to happen. So now you're sitting around saying, well, uh, I don't even think he'd go to Jackson State. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I grew up with Dion. Dion is a is a perfectionist, and you know he ain't gonna tolerate no fathers getting involved in um you know the uh the the, the running of the team. And you you know uh, if he was good enough, he probably would have went to Alabama because the kids from Mississippi. So right. you're looking at a downgrade from where you're at now, and I, that doesn't really sink into the kids until. They're at the new place, and it's like, man, this ain't nothing like what we had at Miami or Florida or Florida State. But you can't call back to these schools and say, hey, I was a dumbass. Can you forgive me and let me come back? It ain't happening. It's over. So, you know, I just hope that the kid can, um, you know, it can work out. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't leave. But he's razor thin. He's only 150, 155 pounds. So, of course, they're not going to put him out there. Yeah, not right. Oh, it, it makes total sense. And and then the other thing, as far as like rosters go, is we're going to know, you know, within the next few weeks, who's hitting the portal and who's not. You know, there were w- wide reports on on Wednesday about uh, Thad Franklin walking out of practice, and yeah. you know, he's because he's 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 been he's been down the depth chart throughout the year, I'm, and I'm sure. And I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for him because I don't know everything that's going through his mind. But, uh, you know, when, when you hear something like that about about a player walking out of practice, it had, have you ever seen that before? Like when you played, like how does that make you feel to hear this? Um, no, I'll be honest with you. I played in every league. I mean, damn, damn sure it didn't happen at UM. And, um, well, I'll take that back. When I was with the Rams – it didn't happen in practice. It's like it happened in the meetings. Like we had a guy, I love tackles, this guy named Gerald Perry, and he had a substance abuse problem, and he also had a situation where he had sexually assaulted his babysitter in Denver. That's how he ended up in Los Angeles. They traded him. Wow. So he, wow. so he was on like he was on the every week. I got to take a drug test list, and he just didn't give a damn. He flunked the drug test, <laughs> and they come to him like, "Hey, Gerald, you can't keep doing this." 
And he'd be like, F you. And he'd just leave, leave. Like, you know, we'd start <laughs> meetings at 9 o'clock, and he'd be gone. And he wouldn't show back up until Saturday. So, and the reason why, you know, I remember because it affected me because then it's like, O-line coach like, hey, this is your big week. This is your big week. I'm like, stop that. <laughs> we know he coming back on Saturday. And we'd be sitting there watching film on Saturday morning, and he'd just come in the back and – O-line coach would look back, now, Gerald, this is what we're doing here, you know, right here. And then he, nobody said anything. But I never seen anybody walk out of practice. That, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a new one. That, that did, it, wow. Yeah, and, and I think this is exactly what Mario doesn't want. I think he, he wants to try and turn that clock back to, to 1989 if he can. But listen, Calvin, what, I what? Go, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Well, you got to weed it out. I mean, he yeah, understood yeah. that. I mean, we I, I actually, to be honest with you, after Florida State, I text him. And I'm usually a pretty upbeat guy, but I text him with like a long, curse-laced text. Like, what the fuck is this kid doing? And he was like, coach, speak up, beat. Like, hey, I wouldn't have left. I had a great situation in Oregon. I wouldn't have left if um, – you know, I, I didn't think I could turn it around. I was like, all right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's it's comforting to hear that. Like, it, it's comforting. It, it really is, like, comforting to hear that because, like, Mar- Mario has said that, things like that publicly. But to know, uh, to know he's also texting that to former teammates like yourself, it's comforting for me to hear that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was, I was kind of, like, uh, in it around – Went in the process. I kind of had a, you know, I want to say insight. I mean, like me and Carlos Hurdle were talking, and I kind of had reached out to the the beat, the beat, the main beat writer for Oregon, and you know, we were going back and forth, and he was telling me what was going on on behind the scenes. And so when he got here, we had a couple conversations, and you know, but I, I just think you know, with his mom being sick, and you know, his um, his in laws. They like the Oregon, but that's you know it's that's a tough flight. I mean, like they live in Atlanta, so Atlanta to Portland, you know, or to Eugene. That's you know you got to take a connecting flight. I mean, but shoot, they live in Atlanta; they can get on any flight and be a wow. I, I, I've been texting back and forth with one of the Clemson coaches. He just sent me a text saying they're gonna beat us thirty-one oh. thirteen. <laughs> well, what are you texting him back then? Well, I've been telling him that Mario, after the game, he's going to go up and bitch slap uh, Dabo and take back the uh, ring from the 92-93 Sugar Bowl. Uh, it's too good. Oh, man. Is it like, um, you know, because I, I guess there's two ways to look at it. Having Because I'm, I'm expecting Jakari Brown to start again, the true freshman quarterback. Um, I know that there's two ways to look at it, right? Because you're going up against, you know, a great defensive line. They're going to try to make him feel like a freshman, but they also they don't have a whole lot of tape on this guy. Like, and, and he's, you know, he's improving every week. So it's it's unpredictable, yeah. right? To to go up against a quarterback like this, it's harder for Clemson to prepare. Yeah, well, you know, the ironic twist is if I were Clemson, I would just prepare against my quarterback because their quarterback is so similar to our quarterback. It's true. I, yeah. I mean. Um, they're they're basically the same player except uh, Ugalele is probably a little bigger. I think he's two, I think he's down to two forty. He was like two fifty five last year. He's lost like fifteen twenty pounds, but he's still a big guy, and he's got a great arm. But he's so erratic with it, and you know, 
Um, but the kids seem to say they they say they're focused. I'm like, we're gonna see, you know. <laughs> the coaching staff, they feel very confident. I mean, but when you I've 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 said it since the beginning of the year before the season. This is not 2015-2016 Clemson. Ain't no Christian Wilkins. Well, I take it back. Brian Breezy is pretty damn good. <laughs> he is he good. A, is he's he still not dominant? Christian Wilkins, but he's very yeah, good. Yeah. So I mean, they got some talent, um, but they're very beatable. Very beatable. Well, I, I can already tell you, based on how much I'm enjoying this conversation, I will not be a stranger. And if there's ever anything I could do for you, just let me know. Um, Kelvin Harris, I, I appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, anything you want to promote before we let you run? Yeah, actually, I'm about to get off here and record for uh, for the podcast. Uh, I've got um, the Clemson beat writer this week, John Blau, and I'm also going to have Ryan McNeil on. So uh, my it's the it's, it's the U podcast, but it's at it's on a uh, uh, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify at Miami dash huddlecast. That's H U D D L E C A S T. Miami dash huddlecast on all three platforms. So yeah, now when you got the phone too, it'll get on the phone with them. So <laughs> awesome. Well, enjoy it. Have a wonderful podcast, and uh, and let's do it. I, I I hope I hope the entire team was listening. That Kelvin Harris has faith. We can get it done this week. Thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you again. All right, man. Thanks. Awesome job there by Calvin Harris. So if Calvin has convinced you that Miami's going to get this dub, you want to take that to Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Guys, I'm on BetOnline every single day. They give you the info and the knowledge you need to win at the sportsbooks. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So I was filling in for Hawkman and Crowder on Wednesday on WQAM, and I had the privilege of welcoming Edger and James, Pro Football Hall of Famer, University of Miami great, one of the best running backs my eyes have ever seen, onto the program. Um, and so everyone, make sure you watch his Football Life special is premiering this Friday, tomorrow, 9 p.m. on NFL Network. And I had a chance to ask him a few questions about the Canes present and future. So I want to play this for you guys. I'm asking Edger and James here, and this audio is courtesy of Odyssey. I ask Edge about the battles on green tree practice fields, about what he sees Mario doing right now. And, and if this rebuild is possible, can Cristobal get the U back to being the U? And since Edge is close with Malik Bryant and his family, the four-star linebacker Miami commit out of Orlando, I wanted to ask Edge to give me the edge, any information I need on Malik heading to the U. So listen up. The toughest opponent Miami would ever face was on the green tree practice field. Like that was the, the toughest. Oh, yeah. like, how, how did your time at the U, how did that prepare you for the NFL? Man, the U made the NFL easier, you know, and that was, it, it was hard to explain because when I got to the NFL, you know, I was expecting to be so much tougher. And and people didn't realize they're like, man, this is the highest of that. I'm like, man, you don't understand what it's like to be out there 
every day on Green Tree when your teammate is trying to knock your head <laughs> off and it there was a different type of feeling, you know, and it's like those those practices, those arguments, those arguments in the dorm room that force you to go over the green tree early in the morning to get it on again. Like that's totally different. Like it's you don't understand what it's what it's like to be a Miami Hurricane and I don't think a lot of the guys right now understand what it's like to be a Miami Hurricane that's in their locker room. And Edge, that's a perfect segue, my friend, because uh, you know we, we've got we've got a former Kane now coaching the team in Mario, who won national championships there, and like he understands where it should be and what it used to be, and they're going through some growing pains right now. Uh, do do you think Mario can get this turned around? I mean, for Mario, it's uh, Mario knows the formula, but you can know the formula, know exactly how to do it, but it comes down to the players. Keep South Florida players in South Florida. we got the best players in the nation in, in South Florida, the state of Florida. Keep those players there. You're going to have national championships. They get away, the championship gets away. That's just what it boils down to. You know, you have the football players. They have the mentality. If you look at the youth programs around the whole, you know, the whole United States, South Florida has some dominant youth programs. We building these kids up, and the other guys are coming and taking these kids and making their program successful. Let's keep our kids home, bring the national championship home. The kids leave, that's where the national championship goes. I mean, he's there. He knows what it takes. He's around everything. So now it's just a matter of him getting whatever it takes to get those kids to stay home. I think you're probably the right person to ask about uh, a player who's committed for the class of 2023 because uh, you're, you're close with the family of Malik Bryant, who's from Orlando. But this guy is a he's just a monster. He's a great player, great linebacker. Well, what can you tell me about him and what Miami fans can expect? They can expect the kid that gets it. You know, he understands. He's been in my program for a while and he just has to come down and put in the work. He's willing to work. That's. That's what you want. You want somebody that's willing to work and somebody that's committed to the you. And those things we have right now, and we just got to do our part. You know, everything that's surrounding with good players, but you're getting players like this that understands, man, look, I, they're football. you need true football players, and that's what you're getting from him. That's what he knows, and that's what he's going to bring to the table. He's going to put in the work. You know, so now we just got to put him in a position to be successful. That was the notable Canes notes there. Uh, Edger and James, first of all, thrilled. That, that was, I've met Edge before. Great dude. That was the first time I got a chance to interview him. That was on 560 WQAM. I was hosting the Hawk and Crowder show. So that audio is courtesy of WQAM and Odyssey. You loved what he said there, not only about keeping the South Florida kids home, but about his days. The NFL felt easy. Like, did you hear that? The NFL felt easy for him after the work that he put in on the green tree practice fields. That's what we need to bring back. <laughs> no more parents complaining on Twitter. <laughs> People walking out of practices, no more of that. We need green tree to be tougher than Saturdays, and we even need green tree to be tougher than NFL practices. I love that. Huge shout-out to Edger and James for joining us. Huge shout-out to Kelvin Harris as well. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you later today with a recruiting episode. Look for a late afternoon drop for that one. Me and John Garcia Jr. right here on Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. 
routine every day.